Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Well, hey, welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Show. My name is John, and as always, I'm thankful, grateful, just honored by the fact that you and I are going to spend some time together. I might not know who you are. I maybe have never met you, but I'm thankful for you. And every time I hear about people saying, hey, I've listened to your podcast, we're over 7,400 and some who have or who are watching the, the videos or the YouTube channels or I meet people that I've done Zoom calls with and I get to meet them in person. I'm just so honored and, and thankful. And I almost feel like there's a connection even when it's just gone because of the podcast because they're going to say things and, you, and people are saying things back to me and I'm like, yeah, you're listening and, and you're using some of my words and ideas and stuff and I just feel a connection there. And so thank you. Thank you very much for spending some time with me today, whether it's listening to the podcast or watching this video here. I really do appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me so we can talk about digital engagement, digital evangelism, discipleship, techniques, strategies, technology, all of those things that we can use to leverage to make Jesus famous where you are, where God has called you to serve and to make him known. So I want to spend some time today talking about something that is, this is, this is strategy, this is philosophy, this is thinking, because we're in a really noisy world. We are in a world that we are constantly bombarded. In fact, I might say almost enslaved by how many dings and, and bells and whistles and, and notifications. So for us as a team, we're using Google and Slack and Microsoft Teams and Monday. And I've got people on Trello boards and email and phone calls. And it's just can be overwhelming. From the moment I wake up, there's a hundred emails sitting there. Throughout the day, everybody chiming in saying, hey, we need this, or what do you think about this, or whatever. And it's not even just personalized stuff. Okay, This is a world where if you get on the internet, you're constantly bombarded by ads, by dings, by videos, by motion. If you're watching TV, you're constantly getting noise. We just we live in a really noisy world. And so what ends up happening is we can just b move from one little thing to the next, the next big flame up, whatever. I mean, there's some people I know that are working who are even running different types of orgs and, and they are going 100 miles per hour. But they're, they're chronically late. They're chronically forgetting things. They're working 14, 15, 16 hours a day many times. And I don't think it's healthy. And I also almost think it's sinful when we're trying to, to juggle so many different things. And then what ends up happening is physically we just burn out. But even more importantly than all of these things, we never get to experience doing deep work, deep thinking, really spending time 
chewing on something and thinking about it. This is why I like tools like Obsidian where we journal and then doing a digital garden because I can put some ideas or thoughts out there and they may change. They may change over time. And I don't want to go back and erase all those because each one of those steps led me to the next point or to the next thing of the way I'm thinking about something. Good or bad, this is the journey that I find myself on. You're the same of where you, you bring yourself to. Even politically, for me, I find myself personally taking positions and looking at things now from a completely different perspective. Maybe it's from spending a lot of years working overseas. Maybe maybe it's maturity. Maybe it's just the more I read, the more I think about stuff. But the key there is we should always be growing and thinking. We should always be trying to expand and think about things. This is why when you're on an airplane sometimes, maybe instead of putting in the headphones, watching the next movie, just looking out a window, spending some time thinking, praying, Really chewing on your food is important. Well, one of the books that I read that really got me going on this subject was a book by Cal Newport. And Cal Newport has a book that's called Deep Work. And so this really influenced me. In fact, there's a lot of the notes from the book that's on my Obsidian Second Brain website there, of notes I've taken from it. And to share those, you know, you can read my thoughts. Um, I would encourage you to you know, read the book and think through your own. Here's a graphic that I found, though, on the internet that just really kind of encapsulates what he's talking about. So I want to just work through that really fast with you here, and then I want to give you a few really key points of ways that you can think deeply and to, to incorporate this into the work that you're doing. So he talks about radically minimizing shallow obligations. In essence, learning how to say no. You don't have to be involved in everything. This whole idea of fear of missing out, yeah, it's it's okay. The reality is is that people aren't thinking about you or me much and that if we are not in something, it's not the end of the world. It, it just really, really isn't. Success comes from, Cal says in his book, from doing one highly valued thing exceptionally well. I call it a swim lane, staying in your swim lane. And you'll find the longer that you swim and do this, the faster you'll get. You'll learn better technique. You may find that all of a sudden you can branch out, go further or go into a new swim lane, but it's a logical part. It's an expansion that makes sense. I'm afraid that so many times we in ministry especially think we have to do everything and we have to have everything. But like in the book Traction, it talks about having one operating system. I think that's pretty important. Having one vision and focus. And then so if you do the next thing, great. Well, that's a logical expansion off of this first thing that you've been doing really well. So do one thing. Do a few things really well. I talked about in last week's podcast and video show about this idea of shiny new objects. Be careful. Not everything that you see out there is something that you need to be involved with. And so as a church, as a mission org, as a team, you don't have to do everything at a mediocre level. There is a saying, I, don't, I have it actually downstairs at, at my house, a, a, a saying from Herbert Hoover, a U.S. president, actually was known for not being very good by a lot of people. But it talks about the uncommon man, the uncommon person. That we want that, that doctor who is not just average. We want the one who goes beyond that. So this is that key. We want to be 
uncommon. We don't want to be average at a lot of stuff. We'd like to be exceptional at a few things. That's what I would like for you. So really diving in deep and minimizing and saying no to a lot of other things that will pull from you. Journaling this so that your brain has ways for you, whether it's digitally or physically, even with a pencil and paper, really working your thoughts are there because they'll come to you at different times. And you'll run in these sprints and then you come back to it and you you see like with Obsidian, for me, I can start to see these backlinks or other articles on how they all play together. There's an overarching themes that come about. That's helping you with your deep work thinking. He also talks in there about having a rhythm to your day. So having deep work sessions is a part of what you do. Right? And, and the truth is, is that we many, many times do well in little short sprints, maybe 45 minutes. We find ourselves, oh, I'm doing great. And then later on, uh, we don't have the, the, the mental energy anymore. We, ha- we don't have the wattage in our brains to, to do any more work. I, I play chess almost every day. And one of the things on chess.com that I see is my win rate when I'm playing in the morning versus when I'm playing late in the evening. I'm tired at certain times of the day especially in the evening, and I shouldn't be playing chess then. Like I can, there's just these natural rhythms of I'm not doing deep work. I'm not thinking well. And so he would argue find that place for you when you're the most sharp and do your deep work then, but get into the rhythm of doing that. It's the same thing with exercise, getting into a consistent part to do that. Right? And then finally, just he talks about bimodal, and this is these stretches for deep work. And then resting in between there. You just can't keep pushing all of the time. It just It's not going to happen. You can't do that. The quality of what you're doing won't be good. So how do we, how do, we do this then? How do we move forward and do some really good deep thinking? Well, understand this, that first of all, thinking itself is just messy. All right, that that's true. That everything that you and I do when we're talking about knowledge work, it's messy. It's it's chaos. In fact, I've been reading a lot on chaos theory and how that plays out. So don't force your labels on things too fast. Don't try to organize everything. Don't try to structure everything. Not everything has to go on a Trello board and be labeled and colored and this. Just embrace the fact that creativity works well sometimes in a non linear environment so low fidelity keep things just on the down low and so if when you do that what you'll find is that all of these other things once they're formed up will have their natural tags and labels so don't try to force things into a box just think and you're going to start to see where these dots connect where things work together another thing when it comes to really just what we do when it comes to just ministry, all right, just for the work that you and I do is to understand that ideas then can come from other ideas. And so as you're thinking on things, the breakthroughs will come from discovering all these new connections, these dots. And sometimes you're going to read about something or think about something in scripture or see it in the world or whatever, and you're going to think, whoa, that would play well with this over here or that talks about this over here. And so ideas come from other ideas. Another aspect then is just that creativity itself is a very vulnerable thing. So ideas love to have a sanctuary, a safe place. 
see, when we're, we're really thinking on something, that's not the point to get out there and probably do a podcast or a video training when we haven't fully formed it yet. And part of the challenge of, of deep thinking is that we need that dedicated space because while we're still f- forming it, it is a very vulnerable thing to it. Somebody could come in and just go, oh, well, that's terrible. And our half-formed ideas that could become full-formed and be wonderful get killed or we get offended because we tie to what we're doing to who we are there. So when you take away the fear of making a mistake or the fear of making judgment calls on things and you just have a place where you're thinking and you're putting out ideas and you're really processing those and then you start – once they become formed, you see how they connect together. That is a way to really do some really neat, deep thinking. Another one is just that there's a need for spatial reasoning. All right? And spatial reasoning means you have space. There's direction that comes into it. There's, there's motions. All of these are parts of the way we as people think. And so when you're using any kind of a, of a tool – like an obsidian journaling one or there's lots of different ones that are out there, all right? A, th- a thinking tool should help us map out our ideas in ways that feel natural to us. So the first slide I was showing there, that drawing that I found on the internet, that's one person as they were going through the notes, they began to draw and write them out. Maybe that's the way you think, all right? Maybe that's the way you reason and, and work through things. Others of you, maybe you need to start to build on things. Maybe you need to think in this or that. All of those things play together. Find the ways for you that feel natural to your mind and to your body. Use that spatial reasoning. Maybe it's even um, a different space. And we'll talk more about that here in just a little bit. All right. Another thing is that thinking and, and really being productive needs different types of tools. When you're trying to be creative, that is the beginning part to something. Right? And, and so creative processes start so much sooner, so much earlier than when traditional productivity software will come into it. So different types of, of productivity tools like a Trello or, or Asana, Basecamp, Monday, whatever it might be, these tools that you use to organize stuff, well, they're not meant to necessarily be at the early parts of creativity. So make sure that your tools you're using – help you to pioneer into new areas and don't hold you back, all right? And then you can take those ideas and bring them into these other systems later. So what does that mean? Well, don't get caught up in proprietary systems that your thinking is locked into and you can't get it then into other tools. That's why I'm so uh, excited about just markdownlanguage.md. Because I can open it on almost any program, on any operating system, anywhere. It's like just text. And I find it beautiful. And so being able to have a tool then that I can bring into Keynote or PowerPoint, like you're seeing here, or bring it into my journal or whatever, that to me is important. So you're thinking in your productivity many times need different tools. Why then do we need even just these thinking tools? Well, because everything when it comes to your mind and your thinking, your deep work can be very fast. It can be immediate. Have you ever had that happen where you're, you think of something, you're like, oh, I want to remember this, and then you forgot it. It was there, and then it's not there any longer. Have a way for you to record these things. 
it's it's just discouraging when you're out there and you're looking stuff and then your software's not working or you don't have a way to record something. So maybe it's an audio thing. You just record the thought. There's been times where I'm driving, a long drive I just did up to Albany, New York to my one son's college graduation from where we live in Tennessee. It's like a 12, 13 hour drive. Didn't have the music on, really quiet. I'm just thinking. And so then every once in a while I would say to my wife, please text me this or please email me this. So I get it recorded someplace and I would say something to her about things I'm thinking about. But it's when it's happening, you need a way to record it. So your software, everything should open instantly, should be able to be used fast. If you have a tool that is cumbersome to use, it won't work at the speed of when your ideas are coming to it. Right? And that comes back then to another thing, which is don't break the flow. When you're going in something, uh, when you have all sorts of stuff that's, that's out there that's distracting to you and all sorts of noise, Find a place or a flow that allows you to really get into it. Use focus mode if you're using a Mac. Like just focus in. Do that and cut off all these other notifications and dings and bells and everything else that might be vying for your attention. Schedule out time to actually just think. Don't just let others be a slave to your calendar that they can go on Calendly and fill up every minute. You schedule in time to get away, to read scripture, to pray, to think, all right? So a thinking tool needs to help you concentrate, and that means you need time to be able to do that. You need to get into the state of flow of your thinking. Understand then, as you're doing that, that information and creativity and ideas can many times be almost like a fire hose. Like if you're researching, all of a sudden you start getting a ton of information there. And so all this information is is amazing. And some of it isn't even good information. So you got email and Twitter and Slack. All of those can be great. They can give you ideas or they can drain you as well. But when you're working through these these areas of distraction, right, it's important for you to keep some of those at a distance. Right? So you can you can get and use those. You can draw from them, but just watch out that you don't drown on them and don't have your own ideas and your own thoughts that you've pulled from what other people are saying. In other words, if you're just quoting everybody else, I'm curious what you think about things. You've chewed on it. What what do you think after you've done that? Okay? So what is it what is what are your thoughts? So tap that information, but also Keep it enough at a distance that allows you to form your own ideas from it. All right, a couple more here. Take inspiration from the physical world, from your workspace even. Right? If, if your place is messy, if, it's, if, if you've got all these things that are literally pulling at your eyes all the time, it's going to be hard to think and to do deep work. So maybe you need to have distraction-free environments. Maybe you need to go and get away. And that's going to lead me to this, this last thing here is sometimes people think they're best when they're away from their desk. Go for a walk. Get out. Take a little notebook with you and a pen or something or record things on your phone. But get away. Just get away from all the technology so that you can think about the technology. Get away from, from all the distractions and just go out there and go, oh, well, this is, this is a quiet place. This is a place where I can focus. And, and if you're walking and exercising, you may find that whatever was challenging you, you've given yourself time to be able to come back and your brain will work on it. Now, this is true with sleep itself. Sometimes you just need to write stuff out and say, I'm going to think about this later. I've got it written down. 
I don't have to keep it up here in this volatile memory of my brain. I know I can come back to it. I know that it's scheduled. I know I have a place for deep thinking and deep work. And you can do that. You can then come back to it at your time. And many times that may mean you need to get away from your desk or your office, wherever you may be. All right. Well, I hope that that gives you some ideas. All right. I hope that it is a benefit to you. Uh, I'm not trying to be all preachy or whatever. I am just, you know the saying, if, if you point a finger, you got the other ones pointing back at you. Well, that's, that's what I'm sharing with you. I have found myself so many times just running 100 miles per hour, juggling so many different things, thinking about so many different things that I end up at the end of the day wondering, what did I really do? I've got a lot of smoke, but I don't see much fire, and I don't see a lot of results. So I've really tried to think in a way that allows me to go deeper, to slow down at times, to process, to share, to not do as many things. And so I hope it's just an encouragement to you. I have felt the burden that of so many people feeling burnout and of mission work saying, hey, we're losing people and they're coming off the field that are doing this stuff. That's why I'm sharing this with you. I want to give you techniques and tools and ideas that will help you do your best work for God's glory. So thanks for hanging in there with me. Thanks for listening or for watching. If you have questions, if you have ideas, if you have things that have helped you with this process, reach out to me. Send me a note on Twitter. Love to hear about it. Or go to our website and you can contact us there as well. Until next time, keep pushing forward. Thank you so much for subscribing, for listening, for sharing, and for what you do for God, for his kingdom, and for his glory. Take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for him and for his kingdom.